Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. Hardest working man in sports radio here on our Sunday morning tradition. That is that being said, it is the Super Bowl bye week. Just because they're off the air and the NFL are off the air doesn't mean that we are. We're going to be looking at a lot of things that are going on, not just in the NFL, but there's lots of basketball news. Wanted to get into it. I suddenly. So he's been watching a lot of basketball because of Oklahoma State. And, of course, uh, we're local right here with Jeffrey Carroll leading that basketball team and hopefully doing well in the uh, tournament in March. But as we watch what's going on in the NFL, this happens every single year, by the way. And what it is, is is that we get the last game as far as playoffs are concerned. And then we go on this, you know, 14 day, you know, you know, just relaxing. And all we're hearing is about two teams. And it's one of the, one of the good reasons this week is one of the reasons why I don't, I'm glad that we don't do a sports show Every single day, because really there's not a lot to talk about except the fact of what other people are talking about and people have lost their mind and they always seem to lose it during this week before the Super Bowl because there's absolutely nothing to talk about or the headlines are just so ridiculous that you wonder what you're reading or what you're listening to. And I know a lot of people will say, what the hell are we listening to now, which is the Couch Potato Sports Show. I get it. I, I, I mean, understand it. But going on once a week, I'm going to tackle a lot of crap that we have been hearing in this last week going up to the Super Bowl. And it's only going to get worse because Radio Row. That, and you want to talk some of the, you know, everybody says, oh, boy, you can't wait until Radio Row week, the week before the Super Bowl, and you're going to be right there and listening to all of these talk radio shows, sports rows up on Radio Row. Folks, I had an opportunity to go to Radio Row, had no desire to do it, because all you're going to do is listen to some of the worst interviews that you're ever going to hear, and you're not going to hear the truth from anybody. And you're always going to have players kissing other players' butts or other teams kissing other teams' butts. And that's what you get for two weeks. And we all know it's not true. It's just what it is. And I know a lot of people say, Sonny, you got to get grounded a little bit here. you got to know what you're expecting and take and listen to what you're going to listen to and take it with a grain of salt. Well, it's hard to do when they are stretching for stories. And that's what they do here in this week. This week right here. It's not so bad going up until Sunday today. It, you know, it's not bad. 
it's even going to get worse next week. And you couldn't catch me dead at Radio Row. You're going to have all these guys walking around, these so-called superstars, so-called football stars with their egos flying through the roof and sitting down and giving you that old political correct answer that everybody hears every single time. So I will tell you right now, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens here. But one of the things that I want to talk about, and we're going to get in, we're going to start in the NFL, is the fact that if you let's take, we're going to look at a lot of these divisions here today. I want to start with the NFC worst. I mean, you know, NFC least or east, because there's been a lot of talk about what's been going on. Really interesting when you look at what has happened this year. You've got the Eagles right now. How about the Eagles going 13-3 and three in the Super Bowl? And, and all I have been hearing is about how bad the Super Bowl is going to be with the Eagles. But could you imagine it with the Redskins, Cowboys, or even the Giants? Bar none, and this is without question, as far as the best team that has been playing in the NFC has to be the Eagles. And you can talk about all the other teams. You can talk about last week. You should talk about who should have won but who didn't. But you want to talk about a stifling ass-kicking last week. That's what happens when Minnesota, you know, really just missed the plane. And one of my worries was who's going to be Philadelphia because of the weather. Well, the weather wasn't even an issue in that game. And it's pretty sad how bad the Minnesota Vikings played in that game. It could have been one of the worst games that I've watched in a long time. Now, granted, folks realize I don't watch games unless it's the playoffs. I'm I'm watching Red Zone. I don't watch a lot of Monday night football unless it's a big-time matchup for a big-time reason. Same thing with Sunday Night Football. Just don't do a lot of watching of it because it's hard, especially with Red Zone, the way they do it, and they take you to the action, and there's always something going on. That's why Red Zone's so great. But let's do this. Let's hop into the NFC. The questions that you have to ask is what team goes from worst to first in these divisions? And I'm going to start off in the NFC least because of my locals right here and big-time stories, okay? In 2017, the worst was the New York Giants. Folks, I'm going to tell you, we started this out 18 weeks ago, 19 weeks ago. I thought this Giants team was going to win this division. They didn't even come close. They ended up worst in this division at 13-3. and three. Where will they be? You want to follow history, which I don't. I I have a habit of trying not to watch history and banking on history, but this one's an interesting one to watch. Worst to first in the NFC East. Which team will go from worst to first? The Giants, thirteen or three and thirteen this year. Last year, 
the worst team in this division, the Eagles. What did they finish up? 13-3. and three. Now they're in the Super Bowl. 2015, the worst to first, Dallas Cowboys, 4-12. and 12. End up the next year, 13-3. You remember that, Dak Prescott, for those that forgot. Dak's first year, don't forget. Excuse me. Year before that, the Redskins, 4-12, and 9-7. So you got four, you got three years of history to look at and see what can end up. So where are the, where are the Giants going to be? This is an organization that seems to really, I don't know if they're ready, even with the moves that they made. Got rid of their head coach, got rid of their GM. Now they're all starting over. The difference between from worst to first, you know, you usually kept some people intact. Well, that didn't happen. So it'll be really interesting to see where the New York Giants will be. What is also interesting is to see where the Dallas Cowboys will be next year. Right here in my locals, we got a lot of people already wishing, and all the nonsense just this last week I've been listening to, you know, man, we should have kept Romo. And, and I don't get it. I mean, Tony Romo, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Tony Romo's got, has skills. And frankly, I actually called for him to come back the first year Dak was there. I would have said put him in. But the difference between the Dallas Cowboys when Tony Romo went down is that we saw an offensive line that started blocking for their quarterback. Now, if you've listened to this show, you've heard me say this, but this offensive line was not blocking for Tony Romo. It is, You can sit there and tell me, Sonny, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to say what my old friend Randy Galloway from ESPN 103.3 used to say all the time. Watch the damn game. Tony Romo running for his life. Tony Romo gets hit. Tony Romo's out for the year. And this is something that happened. Remember the year back, they had two clavicle broken. Not one, but two. Where's your offensive line? Supposedly the best offensive line in the NFL. Yeah, right. Then Dak Prescott steps in. Now they got the real offensive line showing up, the best in the league, and they proved it. Now, granted, this year didn't prove it as well. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is really simple. Everybody's talking about what are the Dallas Cowboys going to do. If the Dallas Cowboys don't go offensive line in this draft, they've lost their mind. Continually refeeding that offensive line. If I was the Dallas Cowboys, that's the only position I'd pick in the first round. Every single year. Because really, let's be honest. You got your you got your quarterback. What other position can you not get in the second or third round? Name it. They're running backs galore, wide receivers galore, linebackers galore. The only other only other position that you may take before offensive line, which I wouldn't, would be corner. Dallas Cowboys need one of those, and I want to take you back in the history where Sonny was giving you a history lesson. 
This has nothing to do with Scott Lanahan, guys. This happens to do with the fact that they lost not one, not two, not three, not four, but five defensive backs who played out of their mind, and they flew the coop. Went to play someplace else. Orlando Skandrick. This guy's going to fly the coop soon. Watch. Last year, or I'm sorry, this year was a victim of losing those guys from the year before. Barry Church, Brenton Carr. Granted, they didn't live up to the contracts that they signed from before, but this was something that you needed to renegotiate instead of just letting these guys walk right out the door. And that's what the Dallas Cowboys did. And only, and, and, and I will tell you something else. If I was the Dallas Cowboys, I would be, I would be offended from Barry Church's actions. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. This Dallas Cowboys team extended his contract after he hurt himself in week number three, and he came back and played, well, great, wonderful. Then he flies to the coop. Just goes to show, there's no loyalty in the NFL. This is not the National Football Loyalty League by any stretch. Because he he flies the coop as soon as he gets the opportunity after a good season, didn't even give the didn't even give the Cowboys an opportunity. Not that the Cowboys were going to offer anything, but I think receiving a paycheck, I would have felt a little loyalty there. That's the guy you folks should be a little bit torqued off at. Brandon Carr didn't live up to his uh, contract, but he was still good enough to go and make a difference on the on the Baltimore Ravens defense. I'm not mad at him, but I would be offended. If I was a Dallas Cowboy fan, I'd be very upset at Barry Church. If I was a Dallas Cowboy front office guy or a, uh, you know, a personnel guy, I'd be going, where, where is the loyalty – after we paid you for 15 weeks. Sad. So, you know, it's real interesting to see where the Dallas Cowboys are. And the Dallas Cowboy folks, people that are listening to me right here in the locals, I'm telling you right now, folks, you can look at Dak Prescott. You can criticize Dak Prescott by his performance. You can do that all day long. And, you know, you would have a point. But you also got to look at what has ended up happening here. You got Des Bryant who has disappeared, guys. Which, frankly, to me, this is just me, the pond scum bacteria that Des Bryant is, no big loss for this football team. But at the same time, you lose Des Bryant for no show. You lose offensive linemen. You can't keep Sean Lee. Lee uh, Healthy, is it any great big surprise that the Dallas Cowboys missed the playoffs? You only have so many superstars on your football team outside the quarterback. And the Dallas Cowboys lose their offensive lineman, their defensive linebacker, the the defensive leader, Des Bryant, no shows, and you have no secondary. Big surprise the Dallas Cowboys didn't make the playoffs. It, 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 it's really funny. I love listening to Cowboy fans 
But you got to look at the look, watch the damn game. I, I'm going to try to get Randy. I'm going to try to get Randy Galloway back up on the show so we can prove to you what it's about. Randy joined us, you know, many times on this show, and it always boils down to you got to watch the damn game. Don't look at the numbers. The numbers don't mean anything. How do players react in certain situations? how you judge a football team and the Dallas Cowboys have another problem that we're not even talking about that's on the football field, talking about coaching. Talk about the most stagnant coaching that goes on, and I'm not even talking about Scott Lanahan. Lanahan. I'm talking about Jason Garrett. I'm talking about a, a football team that doesn't know how many timeouts they are. I'm talking about a football team that can't tell their wide receiver to get out of bounds when there's less than four seconds left to go in the game. I'm talking about a team that has no idea how many timeouts it has. I'm talking about a football team that doesn't understand situational football, and that all comes from coaching. Now, if Jason Garrett wants to own stock in in chapstick, okay, and go into Jerry Jones' office every Monday morning and say, hey, Jerry, what what flavor would you like me to kiss your ass with every Monday? Then that's your coach. And you get what you deserve. But until the Dallas Cowboys fix what's going at the top, it can only leak down to what's happening out on the football field, which me is telling everybody, Jason Garrett's got to go. I'm not even talking about the assistants. I'm not talking about Scott Lanahan. I'm not even talking about the offensive coordinator. But when your coach doesn't know situational football to call a timeout and when not to call a timeout, that's a problem. When your coach does not know how many seconds are left in the game, you know, calling the timeout with, at the worst time ever costs you football games. Two games this year caused by clock management, that comes from the top. you got to get rid of the guy who's giving you the headache. And if you can't see that, you're too much in love with the Dallas Cowboys and what their history is all about. And if you want to talk about history, wait until we get into the next segment here because I'm going to talk about some history. I'm going to talk about this Super Bowl champions of 51 that's going to happen next week. That's right. I don't even care. I've been talking about this ever since the playoffs started. The Patriots are going to win this Super Bowl. And it won't be because that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be nowhere to be found. It's going to be because the New England Patriots know what they're doing when it comes to playoff time. The New England Patriots know what to do every Sunday. So when you've got a team that is as good as it, all i got to do is take you back into the 90s of the Dallas Cowboys. That was a football team that was damn good. People hated them. Sick of seeing them. Guess what? You're getting the same thing with the Patriots. Why? Because when you're successful and you're doing things right, it drives people crazy. And what, what do we always want to see? The team that's successful fall on their face. Well, I don't think that, you know, Nick Foles, as much as I respect what he did last week against that defense against the Minnesota Vikings, they don't have a snowball chance in hell in the Super Bowl to figure out how to stop a football team that can come back against the Atlanta Falcons in the last Super Bowl and do the same damn thing that they did last week against my Jacksonville Jaguars. 
when you got a team that can come back like that, you're, you're, that's the reason why people are plopping money down on the New England Patriots in Las Vegas. I, I have no clue what the Philadelphia Eagles are going to do. Maybe defensively they show up, but they won't show up enough. Or they'll show up in the first quarter, second quarter, and fall apart in the second half. Just like Tom Brady does when he has the game on his shoulders, he delivers. And he did it again against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Another comeback victory. The Patriots had no business winning that game, and they did it. And why? And I don't want to hear about it. And we're going to talk about the other side. Oh, the cheaters, the cheaters. Hey, hey, I, I don't even want to. Listen, I don't even want to get into Well, I'm going to get into that on the other side. Lots of stupid comments coming out about the New England Patriots and their quote-unquote cheating. Really sick. I mean, it, we Patriot haters, please find something better to bitch about. That's all I got to say. Please. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Hopefully, Cuervo's woken up from his coma. I know he went out and partied last night, and we already know how that goes the next day. Fashionably late, my co-host. We're going to take the quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be back after this. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting, located in the heart of Rowlett. A $69 consultation includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. 
That's Rego and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. And welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio here on Sunday morning. It's that being said, the NFL takes the week off. We're not doing it. Thinking a little bit when we went into break about some of the things that have been going on. And and I hate to be so simplistic. And, and I get a lot of people that say, Sonny, Sometimes you're just being too simplistic You bet Maybe I am Maybe it's so obvious that it just sticks out to me But folks, we're going to be talking about a football game We'll break this this game down, by the way 
we'll roll. We'll give you some stats. We'll give you some, you know, pretty impressive things to talk about as far as this game is concerned. Next week when we're on air, we'll we'll do three hours before the Super Bowl like we do each and every year. But you know, all you got to do is go back and look at the history of, you know, Super Bowls, and we can sit here and talk about you know, how great some of the defenses have been. And I'm talking less than a handful of situations where the defense just dominated and did what they did. Tampa Bay comes to mind. The Baltimore Ravens comes to mind. Folks, that's two that I can just think of, really. Think about how great defenses are. But here's what I'm going to tell you. The Super Bowls are dominated by super beans, which are called quarterbacks. Now, if you want to fall in love with a Nick Foles, go ahead. I'll put you I'll put you on a love song that you guys that can you can slow dance to with you and Nick Foles going into the Super Bowl. Nick Foles, three great games. Last week, I'm gonna tell you, impressive. Probably one of the most impressive performances from a quarterback in the playoffs. I haven't looked at the actual stats, but I'm going to tell you right now, when you have 104 quarterback rating and and did what Nick Foles did against that defense, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I can understand why people fall in love. But when you talk Super Bowl, we're talking about domination coming from one position, and that's the quarterback. Let's get serious. All you got to do is say Tom Brady. All you got to just look at the court, look at the games. Who wins the games? Aaron Rodgers, Super Bowl champion. The Super Bowl is dominated by great quarterback performances. Last year's Tom Brady. Years before that, Tom Brady. How many does he have? I mean, come on. Let's get serious. This game was built up to be the center stage for your quarterback, which is your most easier, most important player out on the football field, without question. So go back into the Super Bowls and start talking about quarterbacks and who has done what. And then you will see why it's so easy to pick this game. And if you try to break it down or try to find a stat to go by, to, you know, kind of, oh, how do you say it, to find an excuse for the football team to win, you can go ahead. I'm going to look at one position in every single game that is the Super Bowl. And this year is going to be no different because when you look at the quarterback position, you got Nick Foles and Tom Brady. I'm sorry, this one's a little bit too easy for me. Looking last year, Tom Brady and and Matt Ryan. Who is the better quarterback of the two without question? I know Sonny's making this way too easy. Denver Broncos, Carolina Panthers. Peyton Manning, Cam Newton. Too easy still? New England Patriots, Seattle Seahawks. Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. Am I keeping it too simple for you? 
The year before that, Seattle with Russell Wilson. But who was the quarterback for the Denver Broncos? So when I say Denver Broncos, you probably had Peyton Manning on your mind. So understand what that football game was about. That was about Russell Wilson who completed a 37-yard pass to Doug Baldwin, and they didn't look back after that. So say whatever you want about the Denver Broncos. They had nobody at the quarterback position in that seat in that in that year. Yes, Peyton Manning, great player. He was at the end of his his career. Still coming off of the injury. So who was the better quarterback at that time? Without question was Russell Wilson. Normally you say, well, no, Peyton Manning's the better one. But Coming off of the injury, that one was easy. Baltimore Ravens and the 49ers. Back in Super Bowl uh, 42. Who is the better quarterback? Colin Kaepernick, Joe Flacco. Simple. I, and I, I know I've been keeping it quite simple here, but let's just not forget it. Now, Fluke play Super Bowl, Eli Manning, Tom Brady. So you get that one where it's not that, you know, not that. If, if somehow the Eagles win the Super Bowl, it'll be up on a fluke. Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger. Hey, love me some Ben Roethlisberger, but at the time this game was being played, there's no question Aaron Rodgers was the better quarterback. But a close number two, maybe three, was Ben Roethlisberger. Drew Brees in the Indianapolis, and this was the one that really you can ask yourself the question: Who was the better court? Who's the better quarterback, Peyton Manning or Drew Brees? And, and that year was about the only time where you had two quarterbacks that were going neck and neck. Now, Peyton Manning played better than Drew Brees, but the problem is, is, is that. There wasn't very much of anything as far as the defense could do for the Indianapolis Colts to get into that game. So I had to go all the way back to Super Bowl 44. Before we're talking about defense or a different quarterback. And you can say whatever you want. That's just the way it goes when you talk about Super Bowls and how the games are. And that's the reason why, if you know me, you know who I've already picked in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady and the Patriots. Again, we're going to tear the hell out of this game. We're going to tear down numbers. We're going to tear down, you know, formations. We'll, We'll go through all that crap next Sunday. You watch. But it will come down to who's going to be the quarterback Nick Foles, Tom Brady, serious. Now, there's the situation in Philadelphia that has popped up that we definitely need to talk about if you are a Philadelphia Eagle fan, is you have to worry about your quarterback, Carson Wentz, because he comes out, and I believe him, by the way, comes out and says, I'm not going to change my game. 
there's no question this guy was set up to be the MVP of the season if he could stay healthy through all 16 weeks. But he couldn't. And, the la- and, and, and then you got stuck with Nick Foles. I would still kind of think that this guy could be right there on the cusp of the MVP. But the Eagles, Nick Foles is under contract for one more year. You're not listening. If you're smart and you're the Eagles, you give them a bump in money and say, thank you for your service. We need you next year. You're under contract. But at the same time, I could see why a football team like the Eagles would say, you know what, Nick Foles can go somewhere if we can get the right pick for him. What is the value of a Nick Foles when it comes to draft picks? Guys, Jimmy Garoppolo went for a second rounder. And I'm just going to put it out there. Nick Foles is no Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not even close. Will they get that second rounder for him? That's something to be looking for, especially when we get closer to the draft and all the things that they're going to be talking about. And regardless what happens next Sunday in the Super Bowl, who wins, who doesn't, it's going to be irrelevant. But if the Eagles are smart, they keep this guy. Give him, a, give him about three more million bucks for a thank you. And keep him happy that he is the backup to Carson Wentz. Because you can say whatever you want about Nick Foles. All you got to do is go back to the Green Bay days when he backed up one Aaron Rodgers and, at that time, Brett Favre, too. Come in and do a good job. And that's what his job is to do. A guy sitting on the bench the whole year, completely fresh, ready to go. Eagles need to hold on to that guy. But if you're offered a second rounder for, for Nick Foles, I'm going to say yes before anybody changes their mind. If I'm the Eagles. Good, bad, and different, I don't know. And you can you can always look back in hindsight and say it's twenty twenty, but if you get the right offer, and, and that would be the question, and we'll ask Cuervo when he gets in here. What is the right value for Nick Foles? before you decide to trade him if you're going to do it. Because he's under contract. I'm going to tell you right now, I would have been on the phone with with Nick Foles' agent and say, look, we want to give this guy a raise and do it right now. Before all these offers, are going to, they're going to, hey, listen, there's some bad football teams out there that are taking Nick Foles. Also, don't forget about his history as well. He plays well one year and gets the notoriety and then comes back, gets the big contract, no shows. But you still have to give him the opportunity. Make him happy, give him three million bucks and put him in your back pocket. Why? Because the way Carson Wentz plays, this could be a problem for the Philadelphia Eagles. And you need that guy. You need the guy that will go ahead and come in and take over for a guy like Nick Foles. This is the kind of quarterback you got to worry about. Cam Newton's another one. 
these mobile quarterbacks that will do whatever it takes to win the game. The question will be is, is will Nick Foles learn from the injury that he took? Which, by the way, got my train to stretch a play that he really didn't have to do. So the education here for Nick Foles or for a Carson Wentz is when you play that way, if you don't want to change the way you play, I get it, but recognize the situation before you do it. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. Going into some of my – getting messages from Todd, and uh, he said the game was fixed. Todd, you can't say this. (laughs) You sound like Todd. The game is not fixed. Blake Bortles didn't play well enough. Listen – the Jaguars didn't get in the end zone in the second half. You can't you can't go up against Tom Brady and that score in the second half. Expect to win football games. Can't. Bortles was playing it safe, without question. Go back to predictability. Absolutely. You got to get into the end zone. Now, he says I want to get you into the rumors. Cousins or Alex Smith in Jacksonville. Which would I prefer, if any of them? I, out of the two, out of the two, it just depends. We can talk about Kirk Cousins doing what he's doing with no help, without question. And, and that wouldn't be a wrong statement because he is doing what he's doing in Washington with really no weapons. He would have some weapons in Jacksonville. But Alex Smith... I, I like Alex Smith because he's got playoff experience. I also like Alex Smith because he's the better quarterback. But if you want a deep threat, even though Alex Smith has shown that he can go deep this year, he did. I just like the consistency of what Alex Smith is as long as you don't get him outside of his own wheel hand, wheelbox, meaning you don't go deep. Where is Alex Smith? Most successful, 25 yards and in. If, they, if that's the guy they want to get him in there and let their wide receivers and everybody else do it, great. That's Alex Smith. But I understand Kirk Cousins. But here's one thing I am going to say. The other rumor that's out there is because of Tom Coughlin and the relationship with Eli Manning. And I'm going to tell you right now, I become, I, I, I become a non-existent Jaguar fan. I will not support this team with Eli Manning at the quarterback position. Eli Manning, I'm sorry. And, and I know people are saying, Sonny, you've lost your mind. Just go, go back and watch the damn game. If you want to look at stats, in this case, you can. Look at interception, look at fumbles, look at, look at situational football. Watch the damn game. Eli Manning, I don't know, is he washed up or not? But let's say, listen, 15 years Right now, if I'm the Giants, I'm on the phone trying to get Phillip Rivers after, you know, and, and get him in there if I'm the Giants. So, Cowboys offense line definitely needs to come there. They need to shut down corner. Exactly. Someone to replace Jason Witten? Um, well, I don't know about replacing Jason Witten. It's hard to replace a Hall of Fame tight end. So, I don't know. 
John Elway and Nick Foles. I, he, he, Nick Foles is not the splash guy that John Elway wants. He kept what he had and because he could not get the splash that he wanted. So, and Trevor Simeon the year before, uh, you know, a little bit better than average season, just showed his true colors of what he really is. And I know Philip Rivers will never leave six kids in the San Diego. I agree. But the money is right. Maybe he would. I don't know. We say that about, I mean, you could have said that about Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner in, in, in L.A. or St. Louis at the time. Listen, these guys pick up and leave all, all the time. Philip Rivers is a waste in San Diego because they don't have the correct team for that talent. I feel bad. He is going to be in. Now, he's not on the level of Dan Marino when I say this, but he's the Dan Marino kind of guy, meaning that can't get to the Super Bowl. And if they can get to it, he's not going to win it. That's what sucks. Who is your pick for the Offensive Player of the Year? Going back to the other side and thinking about who could be there, could it be Carson Wentz? That's my pick. I'm going Carson Wentz regardless. Yes, miss the weeks. Get it. Understand. But this guy, when he was playing, he was on an MVP type season. He won't win the MVP, but he could win the Offensive Player of the Year. Close is going to be a Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is a super bad, super bad player. And I mean super bad as good. Todd Gurley is the bomb. He's, I mean, in really, in this type of football that is being played right now, I don't know. You need that running back. You need that guy. He's kind of, I don't want to say he's redefining the uh, running back position, but remember, most teams are going to two and three running backs. Antonio Brown. I like me some Antonio Brown. This is a guy that can get off defenders by cheating. I mean, you want to – I mean, just watch the film, guys. This guy's the biggest push-off and getting away with it than anybody I've ever seen. But the fact that he's gotten away with it doesn't mean he's cheating. It just means he's that good, knows how to get past the defenders, and knows what he can get away with. You want to call it cheating, go ahead. And if he gets caught, who cares? But Antonio Brown might be, this might be the best year for a wide receiver because of what's going on with Carson Wentz for the Offensive Player of the Year. The MVP is going to go to a quarterback without question. Right now, and it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the MVP. I mean, you can't, and you can't tell me any differently. Just that game again, I know you're not supposed to look at playoff games to determine who had it, but you, we all know the people who do look at those games. And without question, after that game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, if you don't think it's Tom Brady, you're not watching football, guys. Tom Brady should be the MVP of the, of the league. Will he? No, probably not. Because, you know, as much as we want to define greatness, the NFL isn't interested in doing that. 
and that whole situation with the NFL, Tom Brady, and, and, and that whole organization used to be a love affair. It's not a love affair anymore. Not anymore. Used to be. Some other things that we're going to be talking about here. Um, I don't know how long we're going to go because we don't have Cuervo. You said 11 o'clock. But big injury that it could be something to worry about, but don't. Guys, Gronk, not ready to come back into practice. Listen, Gronk doesn't need practice. Gronk will either be ready to play or not, and whether or not he practice won't matter. Tom Brady will figure out how to get him the damn ball. And even if Gronk isn't going to play in this game, Tom Brady will lead this team because he'll either get it to Danny Amadella or a host of other guys. Tom Brady will definitely get the job done in Super in the Super Bowl. Some other things going on. And by the way, guys, don't forget the Royal Rumble is this weekend tonight. I think it's like four o'clock is the kickoff show. Royal Rumble, one of my favorite things there. So, Carson Wentz trying to come back. And notice how I kind of mixed in the WWE. The big news this week without question is the relaunch of the XFL. Two years to get the XFL up and running. Two years of money that's going to be spent by Vince McMahon to try to get this league to be not necessarily a competitor, but I don't know. I don't even know if you want to call it even a feeder league, for crying out loud. But more about the game, trying to get the games done within two to two and a half hours. Two hours is a stretch. Even if you do cut off the uh, the uh, halftime, but I don't know. So the XFL is going to be a big, big time story for two years once all the news starts breaking of what is going on. Once he starts signing guys, signing his experts, we'll be talking about it. He'll slowly move into the things that people are talking about on shows such as mine or any of the other big ones that are out there. So once he starts making moves and taking away football people from the NFL or just hiring the right people, be interesting to see where they go. Linebacker from the Kansas City Chiefs, Kevin Pierre-Lewis has been charged with misdemeanor possession of marijuana. Is this news, guys? The funny thing is, is how these guys end up where they're driving without a valid driver's license is the is the big question in my mind, how that happened. You do stupid things and you don't have a driver's license. I, I don't know. Watch out for that. Really simple. Ready to go. By the way, were you, did you even care about all the things that are going on? By, by the way, if it matters, the Pro Bowl's today. I think it's at 2 o'clock. Do you care? I know I don't. Do you care? Did did you? Now, I will say this. I liked watching other guys try to kick field goals. That was quite entertaining. 
But that's about it. Dodgeball? What? I mean, the NFL has gotten so far away from what they used to do so well before they got popular. And I'm talking about the skills challenges that they had. NFL players wanted to be in that. Now they didn't even want to do it. So they had to play dodgeball. Maybe maybe it's me. I don't know. Pro Bowl practice. I mean, again, folks, you care about the Pro Bowl? I don't know. Some of the other news. I mean, we talked about the XFL. Could we see Johnny Manziel? I don't know. I think he has a police record, so I don't know if he'd be there. But Colin Kaepernick, Tim Tebow, will they play in the XFL? I I think Tebow just wants to play baseball. I don't know. Baltimore Ravens cornerback Marvin Humphrey has been arrested for stealing a phone charger from an Uber driver. This made news. Why? I don't know. I, I, I mean, this made news. It's a charger. Now, I, I get it. I understand. You shouldn't take it. I get it. But, God, really? This is a guy who wants his 15 minutes of fame. It's really, really, really interesting. I don't know. Some of those stories that are out there, it's really interesting. By the way, the big story in reality when we're talking the NFL right now, because of the fact that you have Gronk where he is, but the simple fact of the matter is is that the Panther did the Panthers follow the protocol when Cam Newton got hit in the first round of the playoffs against the Saints. This is a big story and they gotta treat this one right. Will they get it right? I don't know. So watch out for that. They, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. We're going to move into the second hour. If Cuervo doesn't jump on here, I'll probably hop off here real soon because I don't want to talk too much about the Super Bowl, especially when we got three hours of it going to be happening next week here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. But we will take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-Star HVAC Contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-Star HVAC Contractors serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-Star HVAC Contractors.
Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at CosloInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yep, it is fresh. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice at your rally at Eagles letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. Working man in sports radio, and oh, you didn't know. In case you didn't you know, you're gonna call somebody. It's Cuervo on a Sunday morning. Good morning, my friend. How are things over in the CA? <laughs> Good morning, Sonny. Everything is great over here. I must apologize, Sonny. This is—I think this is one of the first times it's ever happened. It actually, it actually slipped my mind that we were having a show today because uh-huh. it's not Super Bowl Sunday yet. And yes. I looked at the clock and something clicked in my head like, uh, Sonny is probably waiting for you. I'm like, oh, crap. So <laughs> I called in and you were on commercial break. So here I am. Yes. 
You I, and you made it in, and it's good. I'm glad you were in. We we covered. I covered quite a bit of stuff here within the first hour because there there's there's things that are being talked about, which is yeah. I don't know. I to me, and I know we don't want to give away our Super Bowl pick. We're going to be on there three hours Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, but I mm-hmm. I, I just, it, you know who I'm picking without question. It, it, and I kind of went through. If we go through the last Super Bowls, okay, just uh-huh. go. You can go. You can kind of like go to Wikipedia and put in Super Bowl, you know, fifty one here, and then go backwards, and everything until until you get to like fifty two, I think it is. There's there's one common denominator in all of this. It's about the quarterback position, and. Now, and I don't want to disrespect the Nick Foles fans out there, but, man, Nick Foles is no Tom Brady. And I hate to say it's so easy to pick, but that's one of the things that people are talking about. This game is going to be boring. That's what everybody's talking about. And I don't think it's going to be boring. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, but at the same time, we're hearing that, you know, people are sick of Tom Brady. They're sick of the Patriots. But, you know, remember, we said the same things about the 90s Dallas Cowboys, I mean, in reality. Yeah, I was sick of them too, Sonny. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> in all honesty, I, I mean. Yes. <clears throat> I think, I don't think people are, are, they're sick and tired of, well, me personally, I'm I'm just, I, I'm just kind of like, my thing is, it just, it, it would have it excited me to see somebody different somebody new in the Super Bowl. However, you know what? I guess now that it's all said and done, if it was the Jacksonville Jaguars in the Super Bowl, how much attention would be emphasized on it? Like, I mean, how how much national media would be given to them? I think it's a fair question now that it's said and done. And <clears throat> you know the Super Bowl matchup is already set, um, right? You know, I think I think there there would have been quite a bit of excitement, but then, like you know, it's kind of like what you're alluding to is is when it comes down to it, we're talking about Nick Foles versus Blake Bortles. Like, yeah, is, how much yeah. how excited can I guess you really be about that? I think right. I think the only thing that you could go if you think about it, is the defenses. You got two defensive teams in reality in the Super Bowl. That which really, does, I you know, you think about you know, does that generate you know watches? Does someone watch a game because of that? I mean, we can see not talk about defense. Win. Yeah, that's exactly because of you know everybody says well defense wins championships. Well, if that's the only thing you got going on. You know, on both sides, of, you know, looking on both sides of, of the football. Well, of course, that 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 could be a real snooze fest. So the fact that you have the the Patriots in there, which, by the way, haven't been getting a lot of respect for the defense that they played, especially in the second half of that last Super Bowl, and especially against the the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, remember, you know, the Jaguars didn't even score in the second half a touchdown. So if you can't get into the end zone against the 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 Patriots, I don't care what kind of big lead you got, you're going to lose that game. You got to get into the end zone mm-hmm. against this football team, and that's what we did not see. But it goes back to also 
the predictability of what Blake Bortles is, which is a guy that can't go downfield, which is a guy that cannot get, that cannot come up with the big play unless he does it himself with his legs, and that's not going to win you the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, no, it's not going to win you Super Bowl. A quarterback play and defense, to me, uh, with a sprinkle of running game is what wins you championships, Sonny. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's and that's what that's what they are about. That's what the uh, New England Patriots are about. They have a decent running game. Okay, they have Tom Brady, and and, and you know, you said Nick Foles is no Tom Brady. Well, nobody's Tom Brady, Sonny. Let's. Let's be honest here. So, um, well, there are better candidates than that, though. <clears throat> oh God, much better, much better. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but I mean, the reality of it is that's that's the new thing the Patriots are. They're their defense. They have a quarterback, great quarterback play, and they have a sprinkle of a running game, and that's what that's what wins championships. Yeah. So, and, and try that's to, what you get. And, 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 and trying to stop it, that is the predictable machine that the Patriots are. But guess what? They can be predictable all day long until someone can stop them, and that's what's been the problem lately. Because if if you want to even go back, you, you had fluke plays win you Super Bowls, New York Giants. Okay? All right. Or, or mm-hmm. we, we be talking about two more rings on this guy's finger. As it is, there's rumors that he's getting a finger put on his other hand for for you know so he could have six rings on one hand. Uh, other, uh, other, yeah, other, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or the other one's saying so he could get a better grip on the ball. So forget that the flake game, he needs another finger to hold on the ball. There you go. So I mean, some of the funny crap that has been coming out, which is which is the horrible week that is Sunday. I mean, it's bad enough on the stories that we're getting this week, Cuervo. It's going to get worse next week because why? Radio Row is the I, me personally. I think it's the worst thing for for the NFL because you get all kinds of stupid stories coming out, and usually they come from Radio Row. Um, never mind, you know, never mm-hmm. mind some of the BS that media comes up with. It, it's usually the week before you'll hear these stupid stories coming out about. Stupid things that are going to be about this game. And there'll be non-stories in reality if it was during the week. But since it's the Super Bowl, and guess what? No games this week. We'll be talking about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm sure we're going to break this thing down like nobody's business. But, uh, you know, it's uh, – I, I mean – at the end of the day, Sonny, I know last week I was like, ah, oh, the hell with the Patriots. I'm tired of seeing it. But, it, it, you know, it, it is really, it is the best matchup. I mean, it's the two number one seeds again. It's actually, if you think, if you go and you look back, Sonny, I think for the past four or five years I thought about it, it's been the, the number one seeds playing each other for the Super Bowl for the past, I'd say, four or five years now. So, yeah, what that tells mm-hmm. you is that, you know, the the parity that that the league has been begging for, not quite there, not quite there. Well, uh, I don't know if I agree with that, Cuervo. I'm gonna tell you the reason why. Because I mean, was this number number nine for the Patriots in the Super Bowl, right? At, at ten, nine, ten, something like whatever the stupid number is is ridiculous. You take away from Tom Brady, who else have they had on that team? 
I mean, Tom Brady made Tom Brady's made you know made you know superstars out of nobody. I mean, Danny Amendola is, is is a great example of that. And you know, even but you know before his death while he was in jail, of course with you know the tight end from the Patriots, uh, Hernandez. I mean, guys that you've never even heard of are superstars. And you know, so and these guys were nobody. I mean, they were they they were not even at. You can't even say some of these players at best were average. And Tom Brady and that football team itself makes the team the players better. And the problem is, is that if every team could get on that level, you know, I, I think the parity is there. It's just the the quality of the franchise. Or for that matter, it's the quality of the guy that's going to be delivering the ball. And you can say whatever you want about the Patriots. They've, they've done it with less than average players out on the football team field sometimes. I think the parody's there. And you're on mute there, Cuervo. I am, yo, yo, Tony, Cuervo. I'm sorry about there that. He there he's back. There he's back. Uh, Sorry about that. Yeah, no, and, and you're right. I mean, the, you know, the one time that, that Brady actually had a good receiver in Randy Moss, he broke records with him. So, and, but didn't win the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, that was the famous eighteen and one year. So, yep, yeah. So, that I was, mean, uh, I think the parody's there, don't you? I mean, I'm, you, you you say that you don't see it, but I mean. We're, we're talking about different teams now making it into the playoffs and making it into Super Bowl contention now. Mm-hmm. Well, when it comes to the postseason, I don't think the parity is there because, like I said, I mean, it's been the number one seeds for the past five years now. So, you know, come playoff time, it's like the you know the number one seeds always shine. They don't they don't really have much of a challenge to get to the Super Bowl. So that, that's the way I, I don't know. I mean, think about it, Sonny. You know, everybody last week was like, man, this Eagles-Vikings game is going to be, it's going to be, you know, hard-hitting and, and you know, knock them, knock them out defensive battle, right? That's what everybody was mm-hmm. expecting with that Eagles and, and Vikings game. <clears throat> and what happened in reality? Nick Foles looked like Peyton Manning out there. And he threw yeah. all over that Vikings defense. So yeah, he did. What to me, to me, what that told me was not necessarily that Minnesota was a fluke. It's just the Eagles, as a team, are that much better yep. than Minnesota is. So I don't know. I mean, to me, that that that's why I say the parity is not quite, and especially in the NFC. The NFC is like. You know, for a while it was Seattle, then it was everybody else. Then the one yeah. year that Carolina made it, it was Carolina, it was everybody else. This year, you saw what the Eagles were when they had Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz goes down, Nick Foles steps in. It almost felt like they didn't miss a beat. This year, it was the Eagles. Vikings were a half a step behind, but then it was everybody right. else. So. Good. Good That's point. why, mm-hmm. you know, at least in the NFC, maybe the, the parity is not quite there. The AFC is where it's at. You know, you right. got the Patriots, you got the Steelers, 
uh, you got Jacksonville now, who's going to be a team uh, to, you know, to be watching for for the next ten years. So, uh, I mean, and we'll see what happens with Kansas City. You know, do they make the move and, and Patrick Mahomes becomes their full time quarterback, or do they? I mean, they'd be stupid to give Alex Smith one more one, one more shot at this thing. Um, I think I think he's done in, in Kansas City. So, um, and that's not his fault, by the way. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> he had, what's crazy? What's crazy about it is he started off on fire. I mean, we were talking. Think about it. After after September, what were we talking about? Mm-hmm. Alex Smith yep. for MVP, right? Yeah, <laughs> people were talking. And then, people were talking that way. Yeah, and, and and then and then you know time goes along, he starts fading away, mm-hmm. and it that just kind of went. It just kind of yeah, it went downhill from there. So it's even it's, when they finished on the winning streak, it still wasn't. It still wasn't there. But you know the big talk right, right now, Cuervo, and, you know in you know the rumor mill that's going on, Alex Smith to Jacksonville, Kirk Cousins to Jacksonville, and even the one that won't go away, the one that I don't even want to hear is Eli Manning to Jacksonville. Got some major rumors going on out there. So you have Eli Manning, you have Alex mm-hmm. Smith, and, you know you guys that are talking, and then of course you have Kirk Cousins. You got one, two, three guys. Who's the best fit there? I know your answer, and I, you know I won't like it. But does Cousins or Alex Smith fit, fit that offense any better than Eli Manning? Because I think your answer no. would be Eli Manning. No, yeah, it no. actually wouldn't. It actually wouldn't, Sonny. Who actually, would be the best it, fit there out of those three? Or are you thinking somebody else? Well, if I had to pick between those three – I think I think I think the obvious answer to me is Kirk Cousins. Number one, he's the younger guy. He's he's younger. Um, you'll probably he's going to be the most expensive though out of the three. Well, mm, I don't know. Maybe Eli's crazy enough to ask for you know top tier money still, even though he knows. Mm-hmm. And everybody else knows that he's not a top-tier quarterback anymore. Or they should know. Uh, but, yeah, so it, it really all depends, Sonny. Do the Jaguars try and go cheap, which the owner does not seem like a cheap guy. He seems like a legit, you know, uh, uh, money spend money. So, yep. Yeah, so I think I think if the Jet and you know, the, I can, you know what, I can very well see that happening, Sonny. And the reason I say that is because, if you go back the past couple of years, Jacksonville, what's the one thing that they were very aggressive at is free agency. Yes. They, they're, when it comes to free agency, Sonny, Jacksonville is one of the most aggressive teams that you'll find on the free agent market, uh, along with, uh, I would say, Cleveland's pretty aggressive too, uh, which to me, that, for them, that's the wrong approach. Uh, I, think, I think Cleveland needs to draft, build a foundation, and then maybe – they could compete in the AFC North with the Steelers and the, and the, and, and the Ravens and all that stuff. But uh, they're trying to buy the fast way to, a, you know, to being competitive, and it's just not working out. See, with Jacksonville, the competition down south is different. You know, t- Tennessee is probably 
in reality, the only real threat to them. Don't give me Houston. All right, Houston, to me, has a lot of work to do still. Um, yep. You know, to even Desha- with their I think young Deshaun- stud. Yeah, even with a Deshaun Watson. You know, they have, a, they have a really tough decision to make as far as a guy like a J.J. Watt. Do they stay committed to him? Or do they no. or do they move on as soon as they can? Like we talked yeah. about this, Sonny. I mean, you get a good well, offer for JJ. Watch you let him go, Cuervo. That guy hasn't played a full season in four years. I mean, and at some point you got to look at him as a liability more so than the guy who's going to help you win football games. And in my, at I think least my he, opinion, I think you yeah, got to let that guy go if you get the right offer. Yeah, I honestly, and you know, if to anybody listening that's a Houston Texans fan, Sonny. Uh, I know you live in the Dallas area, but there might be some Houston Texans fans out there uh, listening to the show right now, and and I'm probably about to piss every single one of them off. I think J.J. Watt holds Houston back from taking the next step as a franchise. I, I really do believe that, and I know, I get it. You know, One of the key elements you have to have in the NFL is a pass rusher, That's, and I get it, but it's like you said – he hasn't played a full season in four years or three years. What good does a guy do if he's on injured reserve or he's on the pup list or, you know, he's out for four to six weeks with a, with a back injury or a shoulder injury or a, uh, uh, what, what did he hurt this year? His, uh, his, um, his, you know, some sort of leg injury. I forgot. Was, what it was. Yeah. I think it was a knee injury. And, and, and yeah, which, he, by the way, it, it's a regular occurrence for him. It's not his first knee injury either. Right. So, to me, it's like, what good is he doing for this team if if he's always hurt on the injured reserve list? Okay? Look, off the field, amazing dude. Okay? No he's a question. candidate for the Walter, Walter – he's a Walter Payton Man of the Year uh, finalist. Okay. Runs away so, with I, I it, by the way. If he don't win it, that was the wrong hand, wrong award. To me, out. yeah. Me too. Me too. I think he has to win it because you don't. Not anybody can raise, you know, thirty million bucks for a city that had a natural weeks. disaster. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, and I think in the first twenty-four hours it was like over two million eight. bucks or something like that. No, yeah, I thought it was, it was like eight, eight million. Was, yeah, it was eight it might have been, been ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, no. I can't. Yeah, it, it was. It was ridiculous. So to me, off the field, absolutely, like hands down, one of the best dudes in the NFL. Okay, but let's let's be real, Sonny. Winning the Walter Payton Man of the Year doesn't equal Super Bowl. Doesn't equal playoff yeah. wins. It doesn't equal any yeah. of that stuff. And, and it's unfortunate that you have to think of it that way, but. Don't you if if you don't think the players and if you don't think coaches and if you don't think GMs and, and owners and agents and all those guys don't think that of it as a business, then you're you're you know, you're reading the wrong articles and you're and you're not really yeah. seeing the big picture of the NFL. It's just not a recreational sport, ladies and gentlemen, okay? This is a business for these people. This is their lifestyle. This is their living. These guys, they make these millions of bucks. They don't have another job that they go and, you know, like, oh, football is just for fun, but they're really lawyers or doctors or construction worker, you know, company owners like these referees are. 
adult guys yeah. are lawyers and all that other stuff. These football players, like, this is what they do. So, to them, it's a business, okay? Yeah. And for J.J. Watt, you know, Houston has to look at this is look, this is, this is a business decision, and if J.J. is going to continue to get hurt, if that back is not where the doctors say it should be, then God move on. You have to, Sonny. Yep. Look, I'll give you a prime example. Remember, remember 2005 when uh, Drew Brees injured his shoulder and, um, you know, the, the tra- Chargers wrote him off, right? You remember that? Yep. The Chargers wrote yep. him off, said he's done. He's done. So he's free agency. Miami, the doctors were like, no, it ain't going to work. Like, don't sign him. So Nick Saban at the time, who's the head coach of the Dolphins, was like, all right, we're not going to sign him. New Orleans took a chance. They did. They took a huge gamble. Look where it's gotten them. It's got them a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's gotten them in, in the playoffs consistently. Um, but the point I'm making, Sonny, is that this guy was was shopped around by other by other franchises because that's the way the business aspect of it goes. And yeah. You know, if Houston decides to let J.J. Watt go, you know what? Let let another team look into his medical past, his history, and if they're if they're willing to sign him, they're willing to trade for him. By all means, go for it. You know, if you need a pass rusher, you know, if J.J. Watt can get can get to where he needs to be, then you know you hit the jackpot. But yep. if he never gets there, then Houston made the right choice by moving on from him and replacing him with somebody else. I mean, it's not like they're hurting anyways. They got Jadavion Clowney. I mean, that guy, that right. guy, he's not, he's not, he's not a, you know, a cupcake. Like he can get to the quarterback too. So uh, to me, I think it's a no brainer. I think, I think Houston moves on from JJ as soon as they can. JJ will not leave on his accord. That will happen from, from, from the front office without question. Because really, you, you can look at a guy like J.J. Watson know that he has the loyalty to the team. And offers can come wherever he wants to come from. It won't be him making that decision. That will be the Houston Texans without question. Um, it, and, and, that's just, and that's just the kind of guy that you can see who he is. So you've you got guys like that. You've you got to make the decision. Business-wise, a guy who's always injured and has not been on the football field for the majority of the time for the last three years is not a guy that you depend on. He's a liability because you have to back that guy up. And who are you going to be able to back up a J.J. Watt as far as talent is concerned? Well, you're not going to get anybody that is going to be good as J.J. Watts. So your backup is that they not just want to step down. It's maybe two or three steps down unless you get rid of J.J. Watts and his salary to where you can bring in the guy that can be on that same level. So a drop-off is huge at that position, and they can't afford to lose that guy year in, year out. I am. I'm the first on the phone. In fact, I'm shopping him um, and find out what I can get for him in reality, um, more so than, you know, waiting for a call. Because guess what? We're sitting here talking about a Cuervo. NFL executives know what that guy has as far as talent is concerned, but they also know better than we do. The fact is that that guy hasn't been out on the football field, and how does that help your football team? So, uh, interesting thing that happens there. 
um, as far as that's concerned. Now, I don't know if you saw it, but Pat Shermer, when he was introduced as the Giants head coach, the lights go out. Cuervo. Cuervo. I mean, is that, is that an omen? I mean, I, 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 is, is, could this be an omen? I mean, lights go out with Pat Shermer being introduced as the head coach of the Giants. <laughs> How great was that? I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Good, bad, or indifferent. I don't, you know, listen, I'm going to be honest. I don't know much about Pat Shermer except for the fact that he was on the Minnesota staff, and I don't really know how much of – I mean, granted, I know offensive coordinator. No, don't get me wrong. I mean, I know who the guy is, but I really don't know. If you're the Giants, is this your guy? I mean, Cuervo, this, this to me, this to me reminds me of a Vince Tobin Arizona Cardinal hire, which means the guy – he is not the splash I think you need if you're the New York Giants. I mean, there's certain franchises in this league mm-hmm. that come uh-huh. with big responsibility. Obviously, the Dallas Cowboys are one. Obviously, big time. The New York, any of the New York teams, whether it's the Giants or the Jets, you know, the big time media areas. You know, grabbing. Is this guy the is this guy the right choice as the head coach of the New York Giants, or is this actually maybe the right thing to do? Steer him away from the coach and get him more about the team. No, I mean, it's it's a hard question to answer right now, Sonny. I mean, I think to me, it's one of those to be determined type things. And, and honestly, I mean, I'll be honest, Sonny. I think I'm on the same boat with you. Uh, I think what you're trying to say is you're not impressed. You're not impressed nope. by what he's what he did in Minnesota or what his resume. I think, you know, and a lot of a lot of people might rip you for this or rip me for this, uh, whatever type of uh, emails or comments that you get after the show. Then again, it's Dallas, so a lot of people might like what I'm about to say. But I think I think the Giants hired him solely based on his name. Solely based on his name, because there's history with Shermers, okay? His, I yep. guess, what was his uncle or his father, Fritz Shermer, was Fritz, the yeah. uh, uh, defensive offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, okay? And I know that because, well, Brett Favre torched the Bears and, and tortured every Bears fan uh, the whole 90s decade. So Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, you know, so that's why <laughs> – that's why I'm familiar with the name Shermer. So, um, you know, now his son, nephew, whatever he is, Pat, uh, gets into coaching. Uh, and, I mean, I, I don't – do I know his exact history? No, I'm not looking at it right now. But honestly, honestly, Sonny, I think the name is what has gotten him to where he is now. Um, you know, and, and we've seen that. We've seen that a couple times in – in sports where, uh, you know, certain guys get jobs just solely because of who they are and who they're related to and yes. whatnot. So, Another um, one, Phillips, Wade Phillips and his daddy. Well, I mean, come on, Sonny. I mean, that's Mr. Fix-It, you know. I mean, come on, that's Mr. Fix-It. He's pretty good at I what love- he does. But you're right. Yeah, he is. But you're right, though. You know, Bum Phillips was a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, for the Houston Oilers, and yep. you know that that's a guy that 
like you That's said. That's how he I got mean, the he, job. <laughs> right. But you know what, though? I mean, but uh, I mean, he's just as good as Dad was. I don't was 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 uh, was Dad Bum Phillips? Was he an offensive or defensive guy? I don't. I don't that one, I he was know. the head coach. He was the head coach. Right. Where this was back in the day, yeah. where they knew both sides of the ball. Sure. And, and and so as far as the specialty, Bum Phillips didn't have that. He let the offensive uh, defensive coordinator run what they do, but he ran the show. Um, and, and that was so I he mean, was a you don't see too many coaches trade. doing that today. Absolutely. He he was a jack of all trades kind of coach. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Fair it, enough. Um, I mean the Shanahan's too. You know, I mean, I think yes. I think the 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 verdict is still out on Kyle Shanahan. I mean, you know, the first yes. season started off bad, real bad, and then they real trade for bad. Jimmy Garoppolo. They trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. We're all scratching our head. You know, three weeks into it, why is he not starting? They finally start him, and look at your you get you get what four wins in a row. You finish December off undefeated. I mean, you know. Who knows what's going to happen next year? But I think I think the the verdict is still out on Kyle Shanahan. So, you know, he was on the trading block in reality, Cuervo. And I got that on good authority. Uh, and the only reason, obviously, why he went started playing is because of the injuries. That's the only reason that this guy was not going to play. They didn't want it. Now, what actually worked out for him really good is if they decide to keep him. And what they're going to do as far as trade is concerned, I will tell you right now, they made they made the mistake by letting him play because now 49er fans don't want to see this guy off of the football field. 49er fans want Jimmy Garoppolo to take this game or take this team to the level that they've known as far as history is concerned and what kind of storied franchise that the 49ers are or uh, were. They think Jimmy Garoppolo could do it. So it was actually a mistake. They should have put him in the week number one, which is what we were talking about. He was on the board to be traded, whether it's going to be a draft pick or if they're going to give a guy or however, how that was going to end up working out. The problem is it completely backfired, and I don't want to put him in the mix now. I'm going to say something that's going to make, make people mad at me, especially about quarterback position. Guys get a lot of blame and, you know, a lot of blame and too much praise. And all you got to do is go back to my quarterback, my my favorite guy, Cuervo. Who's my favorite guy at the quarterback position Yeah, that I love to bash? Oh, Brian Hoyer. Brian, Brian Hoyer. Hoyer. In the last four games, that meant absolutely nothing. They turned around, fell in love with this guy, and he was the second coming. You got the same. I'm not saying now. First of all, I'm not saying Jimmy Garoppolo is Brian Hoyer. Okay, I think he's better. But also remember these games. First of all, his play wasn't great in the first two. He got better in the second two. That having been said, those four games meant absolutely nothing. Okay, now for fans to fall in love with that, I get it and I understand it. The simple fact of the matter is, is that when that hap- when that has happened, Cuervo, you cannot fall in love with Jimmy Garoppolo if you're a 49er fan if you get the right offer. And I know the love, and I know that, and, and I'm going to sit here and say I know Jimmy Garoppolo, okay, is the better quarterback without question. I know it, but 
we, I wonder if we're going to look back up on those last four games, which meant absolutely nothing and blow them completely out of proportion. What do you think? Um, well, I mean, you're talking about as far as Garoppolo and what, what exactly are, are you referring to, Sonny? Well, look at what – the reason why people were on Brian Hoyer's, you know, high horse is, is because of what mm-hmm. he did in four games when they met absolutely nothing. And they fell in love with him. You remember? He's the second coming. He's our star. And, and the love was coming everywhere. And what did he do? He fell on his face starting the next season. Now, I'm not saying Jimmy Garoppolo oh, is yeah. that guy. But can he be that guy? Can he be the ne- be that next one? I think Jimmy Garoppolo is better, but I think if the 49ers still get the offer, I think the 49ers should maybe even take a look at it. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, with all the quarterbacks coming out in this draft, Cuervo, they're still high Mm -hmm. up. They can grab that quarterback. They're still in a good place in reality as far as using Jimmy Garoppolo for trade bait. I don't know, Sonny. I think think San Francisco would be crazy. To trade away Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, I think they found themselves their quarterback of the future there, and uh, I think at this point you have to start building around him. You have to start building around him. So, to me, that's that's what I think should happen. But, you know, I mean, if the Patriots were willing to trade him, then I guess anybody is right. So. I, that was my. I think that was going to be my next point after, and I think you 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 drove right into what I was talking about. Um, you know, you, you as much as you want to fall in love with the guy, and I think Jimmy Garoppolo can be that guy because of his history. Unlike um, the other side, when, when I, I talk about my, my big buddy. You know, he didn't have the, the history. He didn't have a, a pedigree. And then all of a sudden he comes out of his way when they're, you know, four, you know, in four games. He, I think he's got the pedigree. I think you're right. But I want to know, are the 49ers ownership that smart? I mean, and, and Todd, he's, a, he's in, my, in my chat here. He says that the 49ers, he thinks he's going to keep them. And they are, and they'll finish with five wins. You know, finish with five year wins in a row without question. They have pretty good defense. That is true, by the way. Their defense was pretty good, but they definitely need to do something. That offensive line is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is only going to be as good as the offensive line, Cuervo. So, in my thought, if I'm the 49ers, you see where it goes. If they don't go offensive line, Cuervo, he's still on the board in reality, Cuervo. To for people to try to get him because the guy's not up underneath new contract. Remember that by the way, because when he got traded, he was still up underneath the contract from the Patriots and they did not, mm-hmm. I, or maybe they did. I maybe I missed it, but there, as far as I know, the 49ers did not extend his contract. No, there hasn't been, there hasn't been any type of extension or anything like that. I think the 49ers are still going off of the contract from new England. And I think it's his, uh, I think it's his uh, uh, rookie contract, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm, I'm about is. 95% positive. You're right. It's it's a rookie contract. So, yeah. I, I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's pretty dirt cheap considering he was a, what, fifth-round pick, fourth-round pick, something like that? 
Yeah, um, no, uh, yeah, he was third rounder. But Cuervo, it, the question is, how much are you going to pay Jimmy Garoppolo? That's another big question as far as the 49ers are the, concerned. I guess we'll we'll find that out. There's a lot of work that needs to be done there for the 49ers on what they're going to do. I, and and frankly, Jimmy Garoppolo on the signing. Talk about a division that comes where guess what? There's only one real quarterback in that division now. Because in, I don't in, know what in the, the in the, in NFC, the NFC West, West? I, I don't know what I, I I don't know what I think about Russell Wilson right now. I mean, I, because I love me some Russell Wilson. I think he's the talent. I think he deserves the money. I think he's there. But man, with Seattle falling apart right now, Cuervo, you mentioned it last week. You got a football team right now that has got its problems in reality, and the, and they are where they are. They are who they are. Well, and well, I think I, I think I, the I, writing's I, on the wall. I think, Sonny, honestly, I think that uh, the problem with Seattle, it's not Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson can go to uh, a lot of teams and shine, just like he does in Seattle. The problem with Seattle is they have no protection for him, zero protection. And we saw this coming. We saw this coming. Why? We did. Because they went – we they went and traded for a guy like uh, uh, for Jimmy Graham. Uh, they get rid of yep. they get rid of a Pro Bowl center to get Jimmy Graham. Okay, yes. like how dumb is that? How dumb is exactly? That? They should have never have done that. Okay, and then, then Russell Okung they let walk away. Yeah, they that was Okung injury related, like, but that still that guy still has skills. He does. He still has skills. Absolutely. Um, they traded for Dwayne Brown from the Houston Texans. Uh, yes. and that one doesn't seem to be working out so far. No, nope. but you know, I mean, that's two offensive linemen that you just let walk away, Sonny. Like, and former Carpenter too, if I'm not mistaken, gone too. Yeah, so that that's three. That's three that you let walk away. Absolutely. So that's it. I mean, that that's. That's not good. I mean, that that's rough. They're 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 in a lot of trouble. And and I've been I've been for two years. If you if you haven't listened to this show for two years, I've seen this coming. And it's also a combination with coaching as well. So you got the combination of ownership not doing the right thing. Then you got the coaching situation. Pete Carroll still the coach of this football team. Are you are you shocked that that that's still going on? Are you, I, I mean, should they? The Seattle Seahawks will be looking at a different head coach for this football team. Um, no, I mean I I think Pete Carroll is a guy that that uh, is still loved within the organization. Um, I think it's a he's a guy that uh, you know players well some players. See, I don't know. I, it, there's good and there's bad to it, Sonny. You know, the, the good is that the front office probably loved him. You know, I mean, they, he won him a Super Bowl four years ago. The problem, though, is I think he's losing slowly, losing his locker room. Uh, yes. I think the, I think, I think the, the respect is starting to uh, decrease. I think his, his – uh, you know, he's starting to lose respect within his players. I mean, Earl Thomas doesn't want to be there anymore. When Earl yep. Thomas doesn't want to play for you anymore, that's not good. 
you're talking about Pro Bowl safety that doesn't want anything to do with that organization. And I don't know if it's financially or is it because he doesn't want to play for Pete Carroll? Like, I honestly, I don't know the answer to that question. So it kind of makes you wonder, like, what is the reason that he doesn't want to play in Seattle anymore? Yeah, I'm kind of curious. I am. I really I am. am. Too. I think that's a good point. And and then you got the other injuries that are going on. You're seeing the slow crumble of the Seattle Seahawks and getting back to what we were talking about, why we ended up talking about them, quarterback position right now. I mean, you know, looking at this whole situation, the only one that's really out there, uh, the kid's, the, the kid's name's, you know, I'm slipping in my mind, but you know, LA is the only one that really has a quarterback that, you Jared know, Goff. you can really, yeah, Goff, he, he's like the only one in reality. So yeah, get yourself into the NFC no. West, baby. That's that's the place to play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, the Rams had a great season. Don't get me wrong, and Sean McVay, at least for this year, was an offensive master. Like he completely turned that Rams offense around. Like the defense was always solid, you know, with, with Al Aaron Donald, Alec Ogletree, uh, LaMarcus Joyner is a very good corner. Um, yes. Yes. You know, yes. So, so, I mean, they've got great pieces on defense, but that offense was just atrocious. Like it was bad. And Sean McVay came in and was a magician uh, and came in there and totally fixed everything that was wrong with that Rams offense. And I think it, it really started with boosting Jared, Jared Goff's confidence. I think that's the number one thing that happened is that his confidence went through the roof. And I mean, it got them into the playoffs. Um, you know, I like the direction that the Rams are going in, but to say, but to say Sonny that uh, Jared Goff is the only real quarterback in that division I I think I'm on the other side of that one. I I don't I don't necessarily think that uh, that he's the only one. Um, I, I mean I think Russell Wilson's still a very good quarterback. He just needs protection. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a very good quarterback. It's just that team is so young and and there's still a lot that needs to be done. That um, you know he can't. I don't even think we've, we we ha- we're not even close to seeing the best of Jimmy Garoppolo yet. And even though he did what he did last year, I think I think honestly, Sonny, I, and this is a lot of praise maybe, but I think sky's the limit for him. Between I think him, too. you know, between between a guy like that and having a head coach like Kyle Shanahan, I mean, I think I think they could do some damage for years to come in San Francisco. It's just a matter of putting those pieces together. Yep, having the right offensive scheme is going to be big for that team and where they go, without question. Uh-oh, someone's got a little one with them. Oh, no, that's that's our that's our kitty. We're trying to give him a bath. Ah. Ah. Yeah, Good so luck he's with yelling. that. He doesn't want to go. Yeah, he doesn't want to go. All right, buddy. All right, we'll get you later. Nope. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, we got a sports show to do. You got to do that later. <laughs> but <there you laughs> yeah, exactly. But but at the same time, you know, we've been kicking in here. Uh, you know, so lots of interesting things going on in the NFL. 
And, and we don't get an awful lot of time to talk. You know, normally we're we're breaking down all the games that are going on. Cuervo, it, we would not be a sports show if we didn't talk about LeBron James and the Cavaliers. Now, you know, normally oh my this favorite show, thing to talk about. Normally, Sonny is going to be the first one to sit there and bash LeBron James and what's going on. But I think today I might be. I might be on the right track in reality, Cuervo. I think it's well-deserved. I think that's what's going on here. We have a LeBron James situation where this could be the big question is, will the Cavaliers make the playoffs? I think they do. But the question is, is where will they be in the playoffs? Will they be a team that you actually got to worry about? And right now, they look lost, Cuervo. They completely – and by the way, I don't know where the defense is, but you can't get blown out by 20 or 30 on a regular basis and still be seriously contending uh, for an NBA championship, regardless of what the relationships mm-hmm. that are going on right now. No, you're right, Tony. I think I think you're really starting to see the effect of not having a a, a point guard to help – keep the team together. And I think that's what Kyrie Irving did for this team is he kind of was the, I don't want to say the peacekeeper or the peacemaker, but he was the glue that kept everything together in Cleveland. And now that he's gone, um, you know, because egos, they let egos get in the way. He's gone now. And um, it's just, it's, it's a situation where everyone's getting frustrated because they're losing games and, and uh, not only to that, me, he's I mean, losing his mind. I mean, he he has been crazy. If you see him in the in the uh, in you know during the timeouts and stuff like that, it, it, it yeah, it's it's your classic yeah, example funny. of a guy who is not going to be taking the blame for how bad that they're playing. And and he's by the way, you know, he'll sit there and say that, but he doesn't. He's so unbelievable, Cuervo, you can't believe what he says. Without question, he doesn't think that it's him. He thinks it's others, which, by the way, the defense is slow. Love is nowhere to be found. He's playing horrible. Uh, He's been sick, so they'll use that excuse. But the simple fact of the matter is, Cuervo, what I've noticed in this, and I've been watching, by the way, which is nuts. Sonny's watching NBA basketball. They're not rotating to the ball on the defensive side of the ball nearly fast enough, and LeBron's one of the reasons why. He's not rotating to the ball on the defensive side either. And one thing that I always Mm -hmm. thought that we could talk about LeBron being – he could be the scorer all day long. I always thought this guy could play defense. We're not seeing that right now. Nobody, never mind just LeBron James, but nobody on that team is playing defense right now at all. Yeah, no, nobody is. And, and, you know, everybody's pointing the finger at Kevin Love. But if you look at his numbers, Sonny, he's actually not having a bad season. It's just the no, guy doesn't play defense. He's not. The guy's, the guy, the guy's not. Then again, LeBron is the only one that does play defense on that Cavaliers team. See, that, that's, what, that's what Cleveland failed to realize or what they failed to think about when they traded a, a guy like a Kyrie Irving, okay, this is a guy that actually did play defense. You know, mm-hmm. um, you're talking about a guy, a guy that's top 10 in steals or top five in steals uh, in throughout the season. And now, now that's gone. They traded for a bunch of guys that doesn't, they don't play defense. They're statues. So 
you know, they may be able to score a lot of points, but they're also going to give away a lot of points. And, and they've been giving away so a they, lot by losing by 20 on a regular basis the last three weeks. Yeah, Sonny. And, and, you know, honestly, I mean, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm breaking any news here, uh, but uh, I think the, uh, I think the, uh, uh, the streak for LeBron of getting to the finals, it's going to end this year. It's going to end this too. year. Cleveland, Cleveland's not getting to the finals this year. I'm sorry. Not with the, not with the horrible defense that they play. Uh, it's just not going to happen. I don't care if you do have LeBron James on your team. That, to me, I mean, he's not, he's not Jesus, you know? I mean, even And not even, only that, you Michael, can't go to him at the end of the game to, to, to seal out the game anymore because you're not even in yeah. games. Right. Uh, even Michael probably couldn't fix this team right now with the lack of defense that they're playing. So, uh, well, I mean, then again, Michael would get their ass in shape too. So that's a whole different conversation, Sonny Clark. Yeah. I think we all know that. We we know that. We know who the GOAT is. But here's the thing. And I want to go back to what I said last year. When this whole thing happened with Kyrie Irving, we can sit there and talk basketball all day long, Cuervo. I'm going to tell you something personal happened with that relationship. Because the way it happened, Cuervo, was almost overnight. Something happened. It was personal. It's not basketball. It's not business. Because guess what? All that kind of crap goes up, uh, up and down in, in basketball. And people are able to figure out what is business and what is not. That relationship fell apart because of something personal. And I don't know what it is. I can speculate on what I think it is, but people told me I'm nuts. I think there was a move made on Kyrie's, uh, on Kyrie's girl from LeBron James. I, I, and I know I'm speculating. I know I'm worse than TMZ I, with no abs. But the way this thing went down, the guy's not practicing. The guy's not talking to anybody. This, when the guy's not talking, it's not business. Because you can figure business out by, by talking. This guy wasn't even talking in practice and, but before he got shipped out of there. So, Cuervo, there was something personal. And, and I don't know. Was LeBron hitting on his girl? I don't know. But it, it, it's to that point. It's to that level. And I know what people said when I said it that last year, Cuervo. Some of you lost your mind. No, because that kind of relationship where you've seen Kyrie Irving and LeBron James, if you were smart, you've seen that as that's the next three or four championship you know, not maybe winning the winning the championship, but you're going to be in the playoffs and you're going to be in the championship series to win it if you have Kyrie Irving. There's no question because Kyrie and LeBron can play defense that makes up for the inadequacies of a, a Kevin Love. It stands out big, and I, it's personal. It had to be personal. You don't walk away business-wise away from the next three years in the in you know playing in the finals. Yeah, Sonny. I mean, I don't know how personal it may have gotten. I think maybe egos might have gotten in the way about who the leader of the team is or whose team it is or or something like that. You know, it's it, it's a it, it was it was you know, maybe a, an alpha male situation. Like, who's the alpha male of the of the basketball team? I mean, honestly, what's wrong with both of them being the alpha male? Like, the, it's it, instead of one trying to be over the other, 
I mean, why don't you think like a team be like, this is our team. Like this is you, it's you and me, Michael and Scotty, Duncan and Robinson, Shaq and Kobe, Malone and, and Stockton. Like those are the great teams. When, when you had two guys that you had to worry about as far as, you know, uh, respect in practice or, or, you know, just from a leadership standpoint, now, one guy can't do it by himself, and I think that's the problem with LeBron James is that he is so focused on chasing the ghost of Michael that he's, he's forgetting what, what truly is important, and that is the team. That is the game of basketball and, and you know, reaching for what's important. And, and he's, too, he's so caught up in his individual goals, and you saw it. With that tweet yes. the other night, I'm sure you heard about That's, it. I'm sure yes, you heard about it. Mm-hmm. To me, how ridiculous is that? Even if social media was out in the 90s, you think Michael would have done something like that? You think Kobe would, would have done something I would like, like that? I would like to say not, yes. Matter of fact, Kobe didn't do anything like that. You know what Kobe did, though, is he and, – and sometimes guys do this or whatever, but it's – it's, it's life lessons that, that get passed on, okay? So I'm sure you're, you're familiar with the Players' Tribune, right? That it's, yes. That's a, uh, a, 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 like a website or whatever. Like that's where Kevin Durant announced he was going to be joining Golden State or you know, stuff like that. Kobe yeah. Bryant, I guess egotistical thing that he's ever done, was he wrote a, he wrote a letter to his younger self on the Players' Tribune. But yep, if you I read remember. the letter – he he what he was doing is he pretty much summed up his his life his basketball career the regrets he made the things that he i guess he maybe he felt he could have done better whatever lessons life lessons that yep maybe he wanted to pass on to the younger generation of basketball players it wasn't hey i'm going to congratulate myself on you know winning five championships and being, you know, number three on the all-time scoring list. And, you know, uh, when I scored 81 points in a single game and, you know, when I scored 60 my very last game and, you know, all the, all the individual accomplishments, it wasn't about that. It was about life and, and the yeah. lessons that he's learned. And so to me, I don't know. I mean, you can call that egotistical if you want. I call that teaching. I call that passing knowledge down to the younger generation. LeBron, I haven't it. seen LeBron do that once. I haven't seen LeBron do that once. Okay. Yes, I know he's, he's donated and he's given to the Boys and Girls Club, and that's awesome. That is great. How long ago was that? You know, he gives money to college kids. I think that's awesome. You know, and, and that's fine. You can do those things. But are are you are you passing anything down? Are you, what are you leaving behind as your legacy? Like yeah. that's what I wonder with LeBron. Like what is the legacy really going to be? And you know what it's going to be, Sonny? Three and six in the finals. Yeah, that's, that's what it's it, be. yep, and that and that's going to be the big thing. And also, what else is legacy going to be? In reality, you, it's what you talked about just a minute ago. You know, Kobe and Shaq. You know. Uh, the mailman in Stockton, but when you talk about LeBron, you don't t- you don't talk. You got LeBron, Wade, and Bosh, uh, and, and you know it, not two guys, three guys. 
you know, and, and to screw the other two people that are out on the basketball court. It, it, it's, it's such an ego-driven thing for him that it is, you know, forget the other two. We have a big three. And, and, and when Michael and when Michael and Scotty were playing, they didn't forget about mm-hmm. you know at you know at the time Dennis Rodman. They didn't forget about you know guys that that got them there, even though they'll say that they weren't because you know, the Horace Grant. You know these these are the guys. Yeah, Scotty and uh, Scotty and uh, Michael did what they did, but they also had a supporting cast. When you're with LeBron, there's no such thing as a supporting cast, and that's the problem. That's not teamwork. It's about the top three in his eyes. Or, you know, in that reality, if they cut it down to two. He, right now, LeBron James don't even have a two. If you want to count love as the two, great. But it was Kyrie and him, and that love affair didn't last long. It is about you, – you. we can talk about – how it looks more so than the way it is. The perception is he's selfish. The perception is he's an egomaniac. And that perception was brought on by his actions, not be, be, because if his actions were opposite of that, because I don't, I mean, we all know that Michael Jordan had an ego. Don't get me wrong. Of course, but that didn't happen during the playing day, day square, though. It was after he was retired and he got there. But during his playing year, he was all about Scotty. He was all about Horace. He was all about even Cartwright for even crying out like BJ. Tony Kukoc. Other guys. Steve yeah, Kerr. Coach. Judd yeah. Bushler. I mean, the list goes on and on. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and you know who those guys are, not because he's overshadowing them, Okay, because his shadow goes long. No, it's more like the sun's over all of them, more so than directly on LeBron. And that, and and that's the only way I can look at LeBron James and where he is in his career compared to those guys back in the day. Now, there, there's a lot of things that you could say about some different teams. Would they have been different if it was this or that? But it just wasn't. I mean, because really, be honest, Isaiah Thomas, not the one that's playing now, but the ones that played back in the day, if it wasn't for his mm-hmm. guys like Isaiah, uh, uh, you know, uh, Isaiah Thomas, we wouldn't be talking about how great Michael Jordan is. And even to this day, you know, Scotty, you know, I wish he could have just done better with his finances in his life because that overshadows his greatness in reality. Um, so I don't know. I you know, but we're living in a different society too, and the different way that thing is going on. The money being thrown around today. Could you imagine how much money Michael Jordan actually would have made in today's game? It, it would have been ridiculous. Oh, he'd be a three hundred million dollar guy. Pretty Without close question. to it. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, if James Harden, Sonny, if James Harden can make two hundred million. Michael is easily <laughs> worth three hundred million. Without question. Let's be real. Yes. Let's be real with ourselves here. You know, like, <laughs> come on, we're, we're talking about James Harden. You want to talk about a guy that is all offense, no defense? James Harden. You're paying yep. that guy two hundred million bucks to, to score, score thirty points a game, but give up twenty eight. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna tell you right. <laughs> Not, back Not in the interested. Day, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was a defensive monster, man. When he was yes, okay, he let was. me rephrase that. 
when he wanted to play because there have been times, you know, that he wasn't. But at the same time, they, you know, we're talking about games where they're, they're blowing out teams or whatever the case may be. But when Mike wanted to be the defensive monster that he was, he was that way, and he could do it at any time. And you want to talk about where the definition of flipping the switch came from was Michael Jordan. So, you know, it's funny how all of it will come back and get back to where it is, is Michael Jordan being the GOAT, the best of all time. I don't even want to hear – Michael Jordan can't – or LeBron James can't carry Michael Jordan's job without – I mean, he may be the greatest there. He's playing right now and today, and I won't take it away from him. But, I mean, like I said, until until this guy gets better, he, I can't put him past Larry Bird. And I know people are saying, son, you've lost your mind. Listen, it, when LeBron James plays the game with the passion of Larry Bird's and he can win as many championships as Larry Bird, then I'll put him ahead of him. Till then, he's not past Larry Bird, and Larry Bird's not number two or number three. So, you know, I don't even want to yeah, – it could get to that back, back, back and forth on who's the best, but – you know, the drive and the want to win is not important today, and we see it. It's not about the drive and important to win. It's about the money, and it was a totally different way of looking at basketball today compared to back in the day. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's different. I mean, I think I think goal, the goals – for players today are different than they were back then. Absolutely. Uh, back then, I think, I think, you know, like you said, it's a little more individual driven nowadays than compared to it was back then. Uh, back then, and, and, you know, and I think the biggest reason why, Sonny, that back then it was more about championships, making the Olympics dream team, winning a gold mm-hmm. medal for the U.S., the, the, oh, excuse me. The reason I think it was more about that, Sonny, is because you look at you look at the NBA today, and you look at how much money is involved yes. with the NBA. Salary salary caps are are probably double what they were back then. Okay, oh, Cuervo, it's, uh, it's more than that. It's more than that. I mean, you, you got backups making making not making Jordan money. You got backups today making Jordan money. It's ridiculous. I've never seen so much money being thrown around on half-assed, you know, and I want to say lazy, but you know, half-assed uh, players that have no business making the amount of money they're making. Right. You got so, guys so that you've that... never even heard of making Jordan money. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy in in Portland. I remember what team he plays for, but I can't think of his name. CJ McCollum or something like that. He was making like a hundred million bucks. Has this guy ever can even you, made I, an All Star team? Yeah, is he even an All Star? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, seriously, like, how does that guy get a hundred million dollars? I'm a I'm a casual basketball fan, and I still know a lot about the game, and I've never heard of this guy. Yeah. I know his name just because it it just kind of off the top of my head. I thought about guys that shouldn't be getting paid what they're getting paid, and yet they are. So, to me, I think it's it's silly. But what that with the message that that's sending, Sonny, is you don't have to play you you don't have to play at hundred percent. Just play at sixty seventy percent, and you're going to get paid. And that's yeah. what a lot of these guys are doing. You don't yeah. even have to try your hardest. 
and you're going to get a hundred million dollar contract. You just have to play decent. Just play J.R. decent, Smith. and you're going to get. My buddy, my buddy in, in, in Facebook just said, "Talk about the waste of money, J.R. Smith." <laughs> yeah, that's that's another good example too. Um, I, what does he get paid? Probably like eighty million dollar contract. He probably got Disgusting. to uh, to sh- to shoot a couple of threes every game. Come on, man! It, like that's, yeah, exactly. There's there's too much involved financially in today's game, yep. and it's 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 watering down the level of competitiveness that. You know, like I said, guys that give 50, 60% effort are still getting $100 million contracts. Yep. So C- you you're, have- you're talking about C.J. McCollum, Cuervo, out of, out of Portland. Yeah, that's, that's, who I, that's who I was talking about. I think he got a yep. $100 million contract, and this is a yep. guy that, I mean, if you read his numbers, it, it's probably not impressive at all, but he somehow got $100 bucks. And that goes with, I know, and I get it, folks. I'm not dumb. I know why they're getting the money. It's because of the TV money and all this other stuff and, and, and the sharing the wealth. But, and, the fa- and the fact that I think teams have to spend a certain amount of money, which is also ridiculous in reality, um, you know, it, as far as the numbers are concerned, which is the reason why you end up getting this kind of stuff that's going on. But you're talking, like you said, CJ, CJ. First of all, CJ McCollum's not even the best guy on his on his team. Damian Lillard is, and, and which, by the way, we know personally. Me and Todd. Well, I know him personally, but we know of him because of Houston uh, Lillard, who played in uh, indoor football, uh, is his brother. But you, you, like what you're mm-hmm. talking about, you, you you got a guy, okay, that last year, okay. He, he's not. He's not a guy that that does a lot at all. He doesn't. He, he average. You know the. I'm looking at the numbers. Here we go, uh, and to where I can find them, where I can understand them. I hate. I shouldn't have went to that site. Let me hit this button right here. There we go. You, you think about a, a guy now. Granted, he's averaging 21 points a game. Okay, but if that's all you're doing, I mean, it, it stands out. And I'll tell you the reason why it stands out. He's not a guy. He doesn't dish the ball. Okay, the guy doesn't. He has. He's not even. He's got like two assists a game. Um, you know, so he doesn't dish the ball. He just get the ball to him and he takes the shot. That you know. So he's not an all around player that you can normally see out there. I. Yeah. Today's today's money in in the NBA is sick. It really is, Sonny. I mean, there, there, there's. I mean. Man, it's just the amount the amount that these guys make it's it's, it's wow, like crazy. You know, and and baseball is even worse. Baseball oh, is yeah. even it, worse. It, it it is worse. <laughs> I, I think yeah. the reason I mean, why, I, I think the reason why it's it's not you know there's so many players on a uh, a baseball team that it kind of gets overshadowed. I mean, but you're talking about, you know, some, only so many players on an NBA squad, and it, it, it's crazy, a crazy amount of money. I mean, he popped up, Cuervo, this guy was only making $3.22 million the year before, before he rocketed up to 12 or $13 million this year. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's, mm, that's, that's a lot of cash for a guy that, 
probably scores 10 points a game. Exactly. So, so it, it is what it is. But uh, Speaking so. of baseball, Sonny, speaking of yes. baseball, have you gone over the uh, Hall of Fame yet? Have, have you talked about that? Have not talked about it because, you know, frankly, I'm not impressed. Well, I don't think a lot of people are. I mean, but I think I think people are talking more about, well, another year's come come and gone. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are still waiting. So that's what people are talking about more than anything. Bonds was, if I'm not mistaken, Barry Bonds was number eight and Roger Clemens was number seven. If I remember, I, I think I was listening to it. But uh, Chipper Jones. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't know. Vladimir, I, okay, I'll give Chipper. Okay, Chipper was a badass. Yeah. But, but he was. Jim Tomey, Cuervo, Jim mm. Tomey, Vladimir Guerrero. Well, Sonny, Cuervo. Vladimir Guerrero was good, on. too. Well, Jim, Jim hit, I think he finished with 600 career home runs. I, might, maybe a little what? bit more than he, that. That kid didn't do anything else. The guy, the guy, that's all he, he was did. A, Cuervo. Yeah, he was a DH. You're right. He was a DH, and and I, I do kind of have a problem with that too. I have a problem uh, with that yeah. too because a DH is just that. He's a he's a hitter. That's all he did was hit, and he didn't play a whole lot. And not only field. that, they, I mean, he probably has. I, I don't know what the numbers are, but I know the guy struck out so much it was unbelievable too. So, you know, I, 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 it's one thing they hit a lot of home runs, and I know strikeouts come with the guy who stri- that, that hits the ball out of the park. I get it. I'm not dumb. But as many as he had mm-hmm. Cuervo is what really bothers me about it. Vladimir Guerrero, I, I, listen, I, I get it, and I understand. I, I understand, what, but I'm, I'm sorry. Edgar Martinez could have been considered in there. Okay, if you don't want to give it to Roger Clemens or Barry Bonds, what about Kurt Schilling? I mean, you, you, uh, Manny Ramirez. I mean, you know, Jeff Kent. I mean, these are all-around players. I mean, that that could have been considered for him. You know, and and uh, Cuervo. Listen to some of the names that fell off of it. Okay, they failed to get enough to where they won't be considered for the Hall of Fame anymore. You ready for the names? That sure. have fallen off and can't be on there. Um, Johan Santana, Jamie Mar- um, Moyer could go away. John Johnny Damon, Hideki Matsui, Johnny Damon. Yes, yes, not enough gone. Boom. Wow. Boom. Chris Chris Carpenter, Kerry Wood, Carlos Lee. These are names that oh, are that gone. Hurts. They didn't get it. They're that hurts gone. to hear. They uh, exactly hear Kerry Wood. That hurts yeah, to hear but, Kerry Wood. Oh, come on. That guy was an overpaid Cub pitcher, and you know it. Him and Mark Breyer, both of them, overpaid. Oh, you want to talk about overpaid. Whew. But Carlos Zambrano, gone. Orlando Hudson, gone. Avery Huff, gone. Kevin Millwood, gone. Brad, uh, Brad Lynch, gone. So, you know, yeah, th- these – yeah, it, it's really interesting – on how they get in there. So, uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, it is what it is. You know, it, it is sad. I mean, I, and I'm, I'm going to say it. I, I mean, guys that are being shunned because of the steroid thing, there's no question Barry Bond should be in. Kurt Schilling should be in as well. 
Um, Schilling wasn't a um, drug head, though. Sorry about that. Um, Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds, you know, guys that, that are uh-huh. being shunned because of the steroid thing. You know, Larry Walker, you know, got, you know, guys that could be considered, I think. So be be interesting. So first ballot, Jim, first time on the ballot, though, Jim Tomei, come on. You, you you mean you can't you can't find a more worthy person on a first ballot than Jim Tomey? Chipper Jones, I, I'll swallow it. I you know he just played on on a Braves team you know that had the whole thing kind of wrapped up. But second is um but Jim Tomey first year on there. There are plenty other guys who've been on there that I think could have deserved it a little bit more. Yeah, that's that's why I'm not impressed. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I thought I thought it was a, an okay class. Like Vladimir Guerrero was 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 a very good player. I thought he was a good player. I mean, this is a guy that that pitchers feared, and to me, I think that's that that's says a, a lot about a guy. Well. You know, I mean, to me, it's kind of like you know, if if you had to, if you had to scout more than normal for a guy then to me he's a hall of famer i think he's a and he delivered and he delivered that to me is big too um you know i he think he didn't get a lot of looks because he was in montreal too cuervo whenever you whenever you play a lot of years in montreal you have a you have a you know a good chance of getting overlooked that's yeah no you're right that's a good point it's a very good point um, but uh, I don't know. Like you said, I mean, it, it's just it wasn't a very impressive class. You, you're, you're you're right. Um, yeah. Are there guys in there that that you know you're kind of happy for that you're like, yeah, okay, they, you know, they they had a Hall of Fame career. Sure, sure, there is. I thought it was a pretty weak class, but yes. um, but they made it. <laughs> I mean, they made it so. To me, it's see Barry like, Bonds and Clemens getting in Cuervo sooner or later, or no? They've been slowly moving up the list, by the way. So that's interestingly enough. I mean, if you remember the first time they were available, they, you know, for the Hall of Fame, they they were you know right around nineteen and twenty, and they're slowly moving up. I mean, where here it is: Roger Clemens was seven, Barry Bonds was eight. So I was I did hear it right. So, uh, but they're slowly moving up from 15 and, you know, those numbers, I, you know, interestingly enough, Bonds has been on the list for six years. Same thing with Roger Clemens. Um, I think they get in probably, I'd say another four years. So well, you think actually, 10 no. years of being accused of cheating, then they'll let him in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I honestly think that's what it's going to be. Um, By the way, I, 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 I find I just, it very interesting on this one, Cuervo, that none of, neither one of them tested for this stuff during their playing types. By the way, just, just let everybody know, you know, when they did all the tests and everything, you know, these are stories that uh-huh. were written that he did it and stuff like that. So. You know, now granted, I I think it's very well known that both of them did it. I don't I don't even want that, but the guys never tested for it, never tested positive. I, I you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe they just cheat so well. What do they say, Cuervo? It's not cheating until you get caught. 
hey, these guys never got caught, but they're considered cheaters. Isn't that kind of funny? Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it's it is. It's very funny. Um, but you know, it that that goes to show you that people are willing to take others' word and without without proof because Barry Bonds never never said he did it. Yep. He never will you know, either. So, so and, and, but here's the thing. This is the one I'm waiting for. This is the. It, actually, I, I don't have my computer. But was Andy Pettit eligible this year? I think he's actually Cuervo. I think he's not. I don't think he's uh, eligible until next year. But because I, I think I, that's a guy. It's a guy who admitted that he did it, and then everybody he came back and people fell in love with him. So, so that that brings me to my point. Andy Pettit, yep, next year, first year is is uh, so, his eligibility is for next year. So let's see how long it takes him. Let's see how long it takes a guy like Andy Pettit, who 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 actually confessed that he did yep. it and came out, right? Because we're all about we're all about guys being honest and and you know, oh, we'll forgive you, right? And he was so by the way, Cuervo. What he, I mean, it, I mean, this guy went back into the Yankee uniform and people loved it. Not, not only that, he pitched well afterwards too. That's a good point too. Yeah, so it, it kind of makes you wonder, like, okay, how long is it going? How long are they going to punish him for? Because he didn't lie about it. He didn't hide yep. the fact that he that he did drugs. You know that he did steroids. So how long is a guy like that going to have to wait? See, I get the whole thing with. With uh, uh, bonds, uh, you know whether whether you want to just go based off of physical features or whatever, and, and you want to believe that he is a guy that that took steroids. Fine, that's your prerogative. But but the fact of the matter is, is like you said, he never he never uh, you know confirmed that he did mm-hmm. steroids. Uh, there's mm-hmm. no proof, you know. Clemens ran his mouth after the whole fact, so yep, I think people are punishing they're, they're yep. punishing him for that reason. So, you know, he was that was stupid on his part. But well, uh, Cuervo, next year they got Mario uh, Mario uh, Rivera. He's going to get in first ballot, and if they're not, oh, without a doubt, are stupid. Yeah, but listen to some of the other first names that are on there. You know, Andy Pettis, one Todd Helton, Roy Holiday, Lance Berkman, Roy Oswald, Miguel Tejada, uh, Polanco, Freddie Garcia, uh, Kevin Euclid, Derek mm-hmm. Lowe. A lot of these guys are not going to get in. But another name that you can't think, Michael Young, will, will he be first ballot as well? There's some potential first ballot Hall of Famers that are Jose Contreras is on there as well. Um, Juan uh, Pierre, I, I don't think he's going to be first ballot, but there's some good names in there for first ballot. And remember, they only take four, right, Cuervo? Um, per year, I thought I thought you could do like five or six. I don't know, maybe it is. Four. I think it, I think maybe I'm four, thinking of I NFL. Think, no, no, I think you're right. I think they can take four, but then they got like a, a senior thing or something like that, or um, um. I forget what I forget what it's called. Yeah, you know, old school ones that that even have fallen oh, off. Oh yeah, they, you know, yeah. But so I think it's total. I think it's. I think you're right. I think it's a total of six. But I think as far as 
you know, remember the names that are falling up. They're still they're still eligible, but that that's going to be years down the road. Um, and to be put in like on that old school uh, you know, vote in or something like that. Right. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think they they let. I think they let one guy in every year. That's yep. like a senior senior writer or something like that. Yeah, something like that. So, some some special thing that they do and the stuff like here. So, but uh, anyway, well, you know, I don't know, Cuervo. Is there anything else you want to cover before we get out of here? Because next week, obviously, I don't want to talk a lot about the Super Bowl. I don't want to talk a lot about it because we're going to break the hell out of it down next year. You know, oh, I, sure. I, yeah, there's there's a couple things. XFL, interested at all? <laughs> I don't know yet. I wasn't interested the first time, so I don't know if I'm going to be interested this time. But uh, what? I, I thought, if, I thought you, Vince, if you I believe thought Vince what McMahon, Vince McMahon said, I, I think I'm in agreement with him. They did the first one way too fast, so they got two years mm-hmm. to build it up, so that's actually a good thing for them. So I, I'm, yeah, looking, I mean, I'm looking at that. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, um, it, it's it's one of those things, Sonny. I, I'm I'll look into it. Uh, am I interested? I think Vince McMahon did a great job in, in promoting it. So, oh yeah. Um, you know that that was pretty good on his part. Twenty-five but, um, minutes of questions, Squareball. Twenty-five minutes that's a lot. of questions. That's a lot. That's actually a lot. That's a lot. I mean, I, I and I watched it because, and the reason why I watched it is, you know, because I'm interested in what's going on with that, as far as that's concerned. Because they're not going to bring be able to bring in the big names. So you're, you're talking about, you know, some of the um, other Division One players that don't get the opportunity in the NFL are going to be looked on, and so you know things like that. You know, because I'm kind of like one of these guys that hope guys get the opportunity to play professionally at some point in their lives. So uh, interesting mm-hmm. there. So, um, so, but, but that was uh, one of the other pieces of news, you know, cause if Colin Kaepernick, you know, would he play in that league? That's always a big question as well. Um, but also, Oh, here, here's one of the things I, I, I found very interesting. The Arizona Cardinals, they hire Mike McCoy, um, for the offensive coordinator for the Arizona for the Arizona Cardinals, I I actually kind of like the like the move because McCoy is a is a career assistant a career you know offensive coordinator more so than the head coach, so I think that one's a good one as far as that's concerned. Um, it, it, as far as uh, news that are coming out, Gronk not being ready this week for practice, I don't think that matters anyway. Um, He'll you know, play, but he'll it, play. Yeah, he, he's gonna play. I mean, two weeks, I, they'll figure out a way to get him in the lineup. That, that you know, if you want to talk about fudging or cheating, that that'll be one. Um, if he's not ready, um, but uh-huh. you know, it'll be interesting to see as far as that's concerned. And also, uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, center, uh, the veteran Eric Wood, forced to retire because of neck injury. Um, that that you say whatever you want about guys because if you don't know about them until you look them up, this is one of those guys. Eric Wood, I mean center, veteran, uh, big time for that football team. And with their quarterback situation, whether it's a Tyra Taylor, if they're going to get somebody else, um, that's going to be a spot that they are going to have to figure out what they're going to do with. Yeah, well, I mean, 
draft is uh what two months from now three months from now so yep better start scouting <laughs> better start yep. scouting and, hey are you gonna do your draft show because i normally have to work the day because that's usually first days on thursday and i know i think i already know i have to work um for that so that i mean are you going to still do the show um i don't know yet so i mean i'll have to think about it it's i mean we're still about three months away so I have to. Yeah, you'll get fired see. up about two weeks before it's going to go on. Then you'll want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> probably, you're probably right. So, uh, that's, but I'll that's, talk that's, to Tarvin and, and Jonathan and the rest of the guys and see if what they're doing. Maybe I'll just hop on something with them and kind of just kind of piggyback off their show. Ten four. Ten four. Yeah. So, so we'll, I don't know yet. We'll have some kind of coverage because I'm not a big draft guy in reality, but. You know, it's always good to talk about, I guess, so. But that's going to do it for a for us this uh, fine day. Where, Bo, is, was there anything you, you wanted to cover before we're out of here that maybe I missed? Quick prediction, Sonny. Who makes the Hall of Fame next week? What names will get announced for the NFL Hall of Fame? Well, you know, that's an interesting – that's an interesting I, – I just stopped the music because there are some interesting names that are still – you know, that that can be put in for the Hall of Fame uh, this year. Hold on, let me pull up the names because that list was, I thought it was actually quite impressive. Uh, they don't announce it until that Friday. Um, so, right now. It'll be Saturday night. Say again? It, it'll be a, a Saturday night, the same night that they announced the awards, like uh, Rookie okay. of the Year, uh, MVP, and all that stuff. Well, I, I I mean John Lynch is a guy that you know, I think that I I think you could see get in I I I don't know um, if if he will or not that guy has been one of these oh how do you say um, um he's been on the verge Cuervo this is you know John but I think John Lynch I think this is the year that I think we're going to see John Lynch get in um, and let's see here. Um, uh, Ty Law is a finalist, if I'm not mistaken. Um, is is that guy going to get in Cuervo? Ty Law, no, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, as far as as far as the um, as far as the finalists are concerned, hold on, finalists. I'll tell you. I can tell you who's who's the finalist, Sonny. I can tell you who it yeah. is. Go ahead. It's uh. All right, so you've got um, uh, Everson. Walls. I think Ray Lewis, right? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go from from bottom to top to kind of build it up the hype of it. Okay. <laughs> but okay. So Everson All Walls right. is, is a finalist. Uh, you got Kevin Mawai, who was a center for the Titans. Uh, John Lynch. You've got Ty, uh, Ty Law. Ty Law, as we just mentioned, Edron James is a finalist. Uh, for all those who remember him in Indianapolis with Peyton. Uh, Joe Jacoby, offensive tackle. Alan Fanica, who was a guard, played for the Jets and the Cardinals, I think. Um, Isaac Bruce is another guy that's a finalist, Sonny. Um, Again. Mm-hmm. Uh, wide receiver. Um, Brian Dawkins. Safety from the Philadelphia Eagles. Played a couple of years Without with the Broncos. Question, he'll get in. Um, uh, he's a finalist. I would like to see a guy like Tony Baselli get in, even though his career was kind of short. 
Uh, I'm sure you would be excited if he got in, former Jacksonville yep. Jaguar. Um, and I have his Houston oh. Texan jersey right, actually, right there, right next to me. I have it. Yep, there it is, my Baselli <laughs> Houston Texan jersey right here. Very, very nice. Very nice. I wonder what Tom McManus thinks about uh, whether Baselli will get in or not, or if he's even talked to him, if they even talk or what. Oh, they talk. But, um, I, I've, I've been trying to. I've been trying to get a hold of him. He's been very busy because he's he he owns a production company now, so uh, it's hard for him to get oh, away. Uh, yeah. So, and um, I'm going to post my best selling so, jersey right there. Bang! I'm going to put that yeah. on the Facebook page. So there's there's a few more, Sonny, and, and I think a lot of these guys are probably going to be shoe ins. Uh, Steve Hutchinson, guy who played uh, guard for the Minnesota Vikings. I think he played Seattle a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, T.O. We'll see what happens with T.O. again this year. Um, yeah. Isn't first, guy, too? first ballot guy this year, Randy Moss. He mm-hmm. has to get in. I think there's no doubt. To me, he's the number two receiver of all time. Second greatest receiver of all time, Randy no, Moss. Third. Third. Terrell Owens <sighs> is number two, Cuervo. And without question, but he just doesn't have the baggage that Terrell, that Terrell Owens maybe, has, So Maybe statistically, but come on. Randy Moss was amazing to watch. Anyway, I mean, that's up for debate, whatever. Uh, yeah. Oh, Ray here's Lewis, some more. Simeon Rice there. is on there, right, Cuervo? Sim, uh, he's, he's not a finalist, though. He was, he was eligible, ah, but, he, but got he got knocked out already. He, got, he, he was already cut from the, from the list. Um, yeah, so you've got um, T.O., Randy Moss, uh, yeah, Ray Lewis. And last but not least, yes, number 54 from the Chicago Bears. Yep. Who better get in, Mr. Brian Erlacher? Hmm. I don't know. Will he get in on the first year, where the last parts of his year's injury pre- uh, plagued? Um, yes, you're right about that, and that could hurt him. Uh, I'm wondering. So I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, I think I think people's people's um, infatuation for a Lewis is the reason that he gets in first year. You know, you think he does, man? Man, yes. Yeah, yeah, he murdered people, Sonny. He still gets in. Yeah, I, yeah, come on. I mean, hell, if, if Terrell Owens can't get in on a first ballot, how the hell can can freaking Ray Lewis, the murderer himself, get in there? I, that makes no sense to me. Because I mean, the media if, if loved happened, him, Sonny. The media loved Ray Lewis. They still love Ray Lewis. Why? Because he's a talker. He's he's a motivator. That's what he does. And oh, he's full of crap, Cuervo. Have you ever heard this guy talk? I mean, this guy's full of crap. I I I, I just can't believe where they, maybe that's the reason why they love him, Cuervo, because everything that comes out of his mouth is just you know crap, and garbage. And it's one <laughs> thing to say a lot of things, but can you have a little substance behind it? So in other words, yes, I'm saying this guy, in, as far as media, is diarrhea of the mouth. More than you know, being you know, fully solid crap. How about that? Maybe I'll say it that way. Yeah, you know, he's, he's soft I think, crap. I think, I think Dawkins. Not. I mean, I, I think that guy should get the first ballot. I think he should get in. Brian Dawkins. If I'm not, yeah, I mean, 
That that guy's a that guy was a badass, and I, I think he could make it. He was, he was, and I, and I think he could. Um, I just think that uh, you know his his playing days in in Denver didn't weren't anywhere near what he did in Philadelphia. So without question, the consistency the consistency might hurt his chances, but. Um, yeah, I, I think I think he's got a very strong case. Uh, Rondé Barber, I think was he was another finalist, but I think he's already been cut from the list. So it's um, yeah, this is this was a really good class this year, um, but I think Lewis will get in. I think Moss gets in. Um, I think that. So that means Terrell Owens yeah. doesn't get in again because remember they can only take one. Her position, if I'm not mistaken, Cuervo. So that means yet another year, Carol Owens doesn't get in. Probably, probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, you you thought he got after the first or second, after the third year not getting in, Randy Moss. It'll be interesting to see what words come out of his mouth. Because listen, I'm going to tell you, the guy should have been first ballot. Second year, he had a right to say what he's going to say if he doesn't make it this year. I think he has a right to say anything else he's going to say, and it will be, you know, all over media too. So we'll be looking at that one when that when that announcement comes. Yeah, so we'll see. It's it's next Saturday, uh, Saturday yep. evening, um, same time as they announce the, uh, uh, you know, the MVP, who's going to win MVP, who's going to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, you know, all the really. I thought the they picked those so, on uh, on the eve of the uh, Hall of Fame game. Uh, no, that's that's the eve of the Hall of Fame game. Is all of the uh, speeches like the Hall of Fame? Whoever gets oh. selected next next weekend, they do like a yeah, Hall of Fame right, night. Everybody their does their speech and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. You're you're right, Cuervo. I'm I'm just not thinking right. That's when they have the ceremony. Got it. Exactly. All right, my man. That's gonna do it. As far as what's going on, yeah, I'm not impressed with either Hall of Fame baseball or football, but we'll see what happens. You know, come come uh, next Saturday, you said, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, there's only one guy. I I true, actually, two guys that I truly care about whether they get in or not. Actually, make that three, because I do want to see T.O. get in too. So Moss, Erlacher, Owens. Those are the only three I'm yep. looking for. And one of either Moss or uh, it's going to either be Moss or it's going to be Owens, one of the two, because of the rules of the Hall of Fame, only one player per year gets in on that on that position. So we'll do it. We'll check it out next week. Hopefully we'll have something to, big to talk about next Saturday, never mind the football uh, Super Bowl next week, Cuervo. So good stuff, and we'll break the hell down, break, you know, break it apart big time next week. Sounds like a plan, Sonny. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Everybody have a good day. Don't forget the Royal Rumbles tonight, if you care. 4 p.m. Central Standard Time for the kickoff show. I, I'm watching it. Hey, it's it, it's man, <laughs> it, it's man uh, what do they call it, man soap operas. That's me. So we'll do that. Everybody right. have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye. Whoa, that's loud. Boom, down. We're out of here, everybody. Bye-bye. I haven't heard this exit music in a while. Oh, yeah, this one's old. This was the first one. Brings back some memories. Yeah, old time. Old school. Old school couch. (laughs) That's right.